Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome back to another edition of It's Still Real to Me. Jonathan Zaslow, Joey Levin here. And of course, It's Still Real to Me as well as everything. Zazlo Show 2.0 is always brought to us by our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800 747 800 747 If you're involved in any kind of accident, 
It could be a slip and fall, a hit and run, motorcycle, boating. I send you to Anna, Jar, and Levine, not just because they're the title sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, but because you're going to be treated like family while you're taking care of your health. They're going to take care of getting you the money you deserve. Anna, Jar, and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. We love wrestling, so we get you another wrestling show here this weekend. Joey, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you doing, Zaz? I'm good. I I loved SmackDown last night, man. SmackDown's fresh on my mind. And it's funny. I was at the Marlins game last night. So I didn't watch SmackDown live. I, I put it on at about, about 9.45, 10-ish. And I was, I, was at the, I was at the Marlins game last night. And on my way home, my son was looking at his phone. He goes, I see on Twitter. Now, I'm, you know, I don't look for any spoilers or anything like that. And my son says, I, I, I see that the Bloodline segment is taken up half the show and i'm like good I, I, yeah. I the only thing better is if it took up the whole show so i i can't wait to get home and of course the opening segment last night was 35 minutes and then you had the actually five- 40 40 if you count coming back from commercial and them taking jimmy to the ambulance oh okay yeah i did not even count that okay so because the first commercial was yeah. at the 35 minute Mark, and then they came back from commercial and they did the backstage where they took Jimmy to the ambulance. So really, they didn't move on to Sheamus in the ring yeah. for the eight, for the Austin Theory match until about like 8.41, 8.42. And I was kinda, tracking that too because it was crazy. And, it kinda, it live. and, and the length of everything kind of set everything off the rest of the show mm-hmm. because the uh, she, like you didn't even get Sheamus' intro. It's United right. States Championship match. Seamus a future Hall of Famer. You didn't even get Seamus's intro. You had AJ Styles and Karrion Cross, which wasn't even worth having on the show because it was like three minutes long. And then the final segment, I believe, when you had Roman and Jay again, I don't think we did Roman's whole intro again. So no, like, like there's the something weird sh- with that. Yeah, the whole show was well, set off because of the timing. Yeah, and then and and also in the next twenty minutes after the bloodline stuff, there was four commercial breaks. Yeah, they had to make them because all they up. had to yeah. ki- they had to ki- make them all up. I mean, yeah. it was literally like they went to commercial. A- Theory and Sheamus did like a move each. They went back to commercial. There was two commercial breaks just in that match. It was yeah, pre- yeah. but so- it was fascinating to me while I was watching that segment because I was like, man, this is how obviously we understand how big bloodline is and how popular it is and how big it is for the company, but. To go f- basically 35 minutes with no commercials on Fox? Well, they did one when Roman came to the ring. As he was about to step in the ring, they went to commercial. And then they came back and he was in the ring. And then they did the whole segment. They did one commercial. Did they? Well, okay. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought, I, I guess I, it was so long. I guess I forgot about the first commercial. Yeah. They did one. Yeah. And then the second <laughs> one was the ambulance. But still, you had right. one commercial in the first. 35 minutes of a network yeah. show that's that's really rare so it's, a, it's amazing yeah so there's there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about what i thought was a fantastic smackdown last night and and of course we're, we're officially on the march to SummerSlam, which is i, I guess we're talking four weeks away they announced yeah, august Sur- 5th they announced survivor series i'm always holding out when they announce the big shows can we get it here in florida not even south florida because south florida sucks for pro wrestling we're right. a terrible pro wrestling crowd. But, like, I want it to be Orlando or Tampa because those are actually 
great pro wrestling towns. As evidenced by, at the end of this month, you have Raw and SmackDown are in both Tampa and Orlando, and almost the entire building of both venues for Raw and SmackDown are completely sold out. And I'm not just talking about them using, you know, uh, two-thirds of the building and you don't sell the camera side. No, WWE sells the whole building if they can. So, any and can I tell you something else about selling the whole building? And they did this for money in the bank. I don't know if we talked about it last weekend, but I hope that, and, and I think they're doing this for SummerSlam also. I love when they have the minimalistic stage, meaning no stage. You got the long walkway and the wrestlers, you, you got the, the seats are sold and the fans are on top of the entrance. I, I think Triple H kind old... of talked about that. I really? actually think he talked about that. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it it's crowd dependent. They, they, I think, I believe when I was watching the post fight, the post presser, it's the, he, I, either he said it or somebody reported it, whatever, but it was, it's crowd dependent. So if they have a crowd that they know is going to sort of dominate the show like that, they just make it like, let's just let the crowd do their thing. Let's have a minimal walkout. It if gives they it think a the big crowd... fight feel like that. Right. Like, I, but I think, I love that. And I, and I guess when they, when they're going somewhere where they're not sure, or, you know, it's not a London or a Puerto Rico crowd, right? It's a big, it, there's a spectacle, there's a lot of pyro, there's the whole thing, so that it, like, sort of takes attention away. I love the minimalistic old-school setup, man. You go back and look at all those setups back, like, during, not even just Attitude Era, but in, in, in the Golden Era, of course. And right. just that old-school setup where you sell the whole building. Granted, there weren't as many television shows back during the golden era so you can count on there being a huge crowd i love that real fight feel to it like you got yeah. last week at money in the bank and like i'm pretty sure based on the seating setup for SummerSlam, they're doing the long entrance way and if you got the long entrance way they're doing a minimalistic setup right where is SummerSlam? wait i just had it pulled Detroit. up SummerSlam is oh yeah. yeah okay that's interesting we'll see i mean um yeah it was, it's very much like like ufc 292 i think it is is tonight and that's how their entrance will be Love it'll be you know i mean they'll, the lights will go down like in the, in the main card for the main event the lights will go down they'll play music there'll be a video but it'll mainly just be yeah. a long walkway let the crowd react to who they want to react to and you just show the fighter walking Love out it. you know Love it. Love it. Yeah. uh let's start with AEW here we got a lot of wwe to get to but let's start yeah. with AEW here. And I know uh, I only watched half of Rampage last night. I saw Hangman Adam Page lost to Dark Order in the opener. So clearly they're, they're going somewhere. I don't know somewhere. what the hell is happening there. Well, yeah. clearly they're, they're going somewhere with that story, Hangman versus Dark Order. Dark Order's here Yeah, that's – I don't know. Well, again, this is one of those things where AEW doesn't always do the greatest job of explaining storylines that are on being the elite. Right. There were, being the elite, like Hangman and Dark Order is the storyline that's been going on on being the elite for like back to like right after, like for right years. after, like even when Brody was alive. I think. Yeah. But, uh, or, uh, yeah. And um, so, like, it, it, they don't, now they're just picking it back up on TV and they're not, I don't know that they've explained sort of the backstory of now, why now, people need to care about that. I don't watch being the elite, but I'm, I feel like I'm caught up with the story. I mean, Dark Order's upset that he's back with the elite instead of teaming with them. And then last week, uh, I, I, it may have been Dynamite, maybe it was Collision last week, uh, Blackpool Combat Club came out to beat the shit out of Hangman. 
and Dark Order just watched and then walked yeah. away. So, yeah. like, they're heel now. I, I think yeah. I think we've established that. So they're heel but now. It's hard. It's gonna be hard though. I mean, every like Johnny, like uh, what's his name? I, I'm forgetting John all their names. John Silver, Johnny Hungy. Like people yeah. love that guy. He's hilarious. Like he's hard. Get, and even Alex Ryan. I mean, those two guys are yeah, hilarious. But if John be hard to, yeah, but if John Silver stops being hilarious and starts to be a piece of shit, I mean, they'll boo him. I guess. Yeah. Know? He's so but like he's so little and he has these like like his proportions are he's so got Popeye awkward. muscles. Yeah, he's it's hard to like take him seriously as an asshole. He's just even when he's trying to be a dick, he's just kind of funny. So the big story though, well, uh, there's a couple of big stories. But I think the biggest yeah. story with AEW right now involves the, the championship. And and I know this is like a hot-button issue as far as the internet wrestling community is concerned because there are two sides to it, I think. One side where I think the MJF, Adam Cole stuff has been fun. But then there's the other side of it where I think some people are angry about it because you have the world championship that's involved in kind of like a silly, fun, balloons angle between adam cole like it's almost like the uh the the fest the friendship festival you know that kevin owens and chris jericho mm -hmm. you know did or uh, well and, and it's or or it's what mjf and jericho did two years yeah. ago in, yeah in it really seems like yeah yeah clearly like mjf is trying to convince adam cole that hey i'm not a terrible guy and i dig it because while while we all know where it's going i like being able to see MJF's, you know, almost acting chops. Like, I, I find MJF to be highly entertaining in this role. I think he's really good at it. And I like seeing where it's... Like, I like seeing how are they going to get Adam Cole to fall for it. Or maybe he'll never actually fall for it. So, like, I'm cool with this bit. I like it. I think... Actually, I don't know. I didn't see, you know, I, maybe I'm, I, I didn't, I didn't see a lot of negativity towards this on Twitter. To be honest, I mostly saw positivity. I think, I mean, my opinion of what I saw this week on Dynamite was this is the best shit MJF's done in like a year. Yeah, like I think fun. what they're, I think what they're doing is incredible. Now, I like MJF coming out and imitating him and, you know, oh, doing, yeah. doing all of that. Like when they're walking down to the ring, and MJF is doing the hands out, and Adam Cole's giving him the stink eye. That shit's funny to me, man. Listen, these two guys are gonna fight for the tag titles. This is gonna happen. They're gonna win this tournament. Like I, I don't. I think people think it's like, oh, when when are they gonna turn on each other? When's that? They're gonna win this tournament, and they're gonna be friends for a bit. Like this is like seems like the oldest like story arc in the book where. They're going to be friends for a little bit, and then eventually they will turn on each other. They might even win the tag titles. I and can I think tell you, I, I really dig the blind tournament. I it's weird. I, I I've never heard of it, but I've never. I think it's a new. Is it a new concept? Because I've never, I've never seen heard of it. Like it. I, I think um, it's just fun seeing random dudes having a team together. Like when I was watching last week, and he had Daddy Magic teaming with the Butcher. <laughs> That's fucking yeah. weird, man. Like I like it. I'm I'm into yeah. it. Now, here's what I – the one thing I would say about the people who are concerned about the title and it being part of something like this. Cares. I think I think the – to me, the larger concern, if that's your concern, is that maybe MJF just shouldn't be the champ. And, and the reason I say that is look at, like, his programs. When he's with somebody who is, like, a Hall of Fame caliber performer, he's the best in the business. Like, when he's with Jericho – there was nothing better. Now he's with Cole. This is the best thing in AEW. His match with, with Brian Danielson was incredible. 
But what happened when they the champ had to go against a bunch of mid-carders? No one gave a shit. So you're right? saying the champ should be making everyone else look better. Yes. I, I mean, and he and should be elevating the status of the title, no? Like, the champ should make the title, not the title make the champ. Isn't that what they always say? Like, yeah. And right now, the AEW title, for a long time now with MJF, I think we've talked about this, it seems like a secondary story on the show. And that's not just starting now that he's in a tag team with Adam. But like Cole. right it now, I don't secondary. think. But like right now, I don't think it's secondary. I think it's the best thing they got going right now. Right, and but but is it because of MJF based, or is it because but, of Adam Cole? But it's not based around the championship. The, right, exactly. Now, and then the other thing I was thinking about this too is something I've brought up to you a couple times. Do I think Tony Khan watches WWE and says in his mind, oh, "I could do what you guys do better," because. What has been going on with the bloodline and the champion in WWE now for a couple months? Hasn't been fighting in right, singles he matches. He, he's been in a tag team. He's been doing tag team matches. Well, all of a sudden, now that AEW champions doesn't have a feud and he's in a tag team. It's weird. I don't know. It's weird. It's I mean, he's he's got he's got a lot of programming to fill to be spending time also watching WWE. I can hardly watch all the programming. And I'm sitting here on my ass, you know, so I don't. I don't but either I don't, way, I think it's incredible. I, I love it. I can't. I think it's going to I think they should let it just let it go. Like, let it keep going so for a while. Where, where I would they, put the belts on them. I would put the tag belts on them. So I where think are they with, that good? Where are they with this tournament? Like, how far along are we with this tournament? I believe there now there's four teams left, I think. Like, is it commencing at, at Wembley Stadium? I don't. I honestly don't know. Like, it all kind of came out of nowhere the, the the tournament that AEW shoves down our throats is the owen hart tournament that's yeah, all I, I know i, I know, have no like, idea where we are with that either yeah but the uh th- this blind eliminator tournament there's too many tournaments it's this there should be like one tournament at a time. there probably should not be multiple tournaments at a time because i i am not keeping track i have a hard time it's it's hard to keep track especially when it just feels like adam cole and mjf this tournament is all about it's met. It was made for them. Absolutely. Like it was, it was made to enhance their story. Absolutely. So it's like hard to keep track of what else is even going on. Um, I think big, let's see. Oh, Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia, I guess are a team. Oh yeah. It, they they were a- fighting last night. I'm in the middle of rampage as they're entering the ring. I didn't see if they won. Okay. I think they advanced. Um, I guess big bill and Brian cage maybe are going to be advancing and then Darby and orange, uh, Cassidy or another. So that's the semifinals, I think. Okay. I don't know what the matchups are, but those are the four teams, it sounds like. Okay. And I know as far as the Owen Hart, like Kenny Omega lost. And and I saw a few days ago where uh, Ruby Riot beat Britt Baker. And and if right. I can tell you one quick thing about and Willow's Ruby still Riot, in, right? Willow lost her title in New Japan, too. Oh, really? Uh, and if I could tell you one thing about Ruby Riot, Ruby Riot, Stinks. Tony Storm, Soraya, the Outsiders, it's growing on me. It's growing on me. I, I don't hate it. Like, they're heels. They're very unlikable. And I, I think with a little bit of t- – like, I feel completely different now than I did at first. I didn't care. I don't think there's anything to this. And now I'm like, all right, you're good heels. I like not liking you. Like, I'm, I I think the Outsiders is working. I mean, Well, no, they're not called the Outsiders. The Outcasts. I think the Outcast is working. I'm, I'm fine with it. I like it. And I like Tony Storm. Okay, here's a question about the Outcasts. Tony Storm is the worker. She's the she's the one. She's the, the you oh, know she's the, the champ. She's the champ. Whatever. 
seems to me that Ruby Riot is the, the talker, the mouthpiece. What the hell is Soraya? What is she there for? I mean, what she clearly, is her purpose? She clearly can't wrestle all the time. Right, but she, she doesn't even talk anymore either. Like, what is her purpose of being part of this group? Her right purpose now? is to come like, to the ring and give the middle support? finger. That's what she does. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you know what? You're probably right in in it growing on you. And I'm into they're it. Prob- and they're probably right in doing what they're doing because I hate it. And that's yeah. probably the goal is the goal is that I hate them. And I think they're not entertaining at all. But that's probably, I guess, the point of them being monster heels. Yeah. I'm but I just, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not a fan of it. But that's probably, I guess that's the point. Um, so, Mark. so speaking of monster heels, Don Callis is inviting Chris Jericho to to i guess join his is he invite he's not he's not inviting him to join blackpool combat club he's not really in callus is not really associated no he's inviting him to join the don callus family yeah he's just kind of like he's kind of leeching on to blackpool combat club with Takeshita, you know but he's so he's inviting jericho to join his his group there and i gotta tell you i'm all for it I think you got two guys like Jericho's really good at getting you hate him if he wants. Callus has is impossible to like, and I think there's an opportunity for some fun stuff there for for Jericho to be running yeah. around with Don Callis. Like I'm I'm into it. I and he ended the segment saying, "Baby, I yeah. I I like where this is going. I'm into the two of them doing stuff together." Yeah, and I think uh, and I think eventually you can have a Takesh the Jericho thing. And obviously, I think what seemingly is the most, at least it seems obvious to me, is that they're doing this because Brian Danielson's hurt and Blackpool Combat Club needs a fifth person for blood and guts. So what's going to happen and then I think with Jericho, Jericho will be and, that fifth and person? Well, what's going to happen with Jericho and Jericho Appreciation Society? They're going to start to get pissed at him? They're like, hey, what are you hanging yeah, out Yeah, I think that's... For? Yeah, I think I, was there a segment? I maybe I missed it because I had a buddy who was like, um, who said that they that Blackpool Con- or that Jericho Appreciation Society asked him already, and he was okay. like, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't hold your hands forever or something like that. Oh, okay, well, but, I like it then. But I, I, I didn't see that segment, so maybe it was like a digital thing, or maybe it was a a, a, a social like clip that they put out. But I didn't see that. But you know, right now we have BCC and the Elite. They've announced blood and guts but each team has one more slot to fill because it's five on five and brian danielson's hurt eddie kingston is in the g1 so those two will not be in it so it seems like callus you know Takeshita will be the fourth member of blackpool combat club because he's callus's guy right and and then jericho they'll do take some convincing and then maybe jericho will join blackpool combat club for that match or and so and we need one more on the other side yeah, and I think it's very clear who that is. Well, let me think for a second. All right, so you got you got Omega, you got the Bucks, you got Hangman, and we need one more. So, so who is it? Who am I not thinking of? Kota Bushi. Oh, okay. All right. I think it's got to be it. I mean, there's nobody else. I mean, they 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 said on Dynamite, I think, or whenever they were announcing it, Eddie Kingston is in the G1 the G1 tournament for New Japan. He cannot be in Blood and Guts. So, there is nobody. There's nobody in AEW that would make sense. It's a little disappointing, though, is it not? No, not if you know the history of these these guys. No, but I'm like, saying, like, like Eddie Kingston, like, don't you want him in blood and guts and acting like an insane person? That's the part. no. I think you want. I think you want Kota Ibushi in AEW as soon as possible and as long as possible. And okay. and 
interacting with Kenny Omega, bring back the Golden Lovers tag team, bring back the Golden Elite, Kota Ibushi with the with those. Kota, I don't know. Have, Golden have, Elite versus Bullet Club Gold one day? Uh, absolutely. I mean, Kota Ibushi, there's also Murder Ibushi when he, like, gets angry in the ring and he just starts – and he just like starts working stiff. Uh-huh. It's one of the best things in wrestling. Okay. I mean, it's it's incredible. Another thing you should look, you should check out on Twitter. There was like this um, this clip that was going around like a month ago or or a month and a half ago. It still pops up every now and then. Kota Bushi was, I guess, it was like a a Japanese like game show or something, where like he's just walking down the street in Japan, and all of a sudden, like. They He's doing set Japanese up like a, man on the street. Well, no, they set up like a so they these people come behind him as he walks past like a walkway, mm-hmm. and they set up a ring behind him, <laughs> and then and then as he's walk, he doesn't notice it, and a- Asia Kong, remember Asia, yeah. Asia Kong, yeah, she she's there, she's like in the ring, and then as he's he doesn't notice it, and as he's walking, a mob of people turn the corner and start chasing him. So he's running from the mob and turns around and sees just a ring in the middle of the street and has a wrestling match. <laughs> okay. It's absurd. It's one of the most absurd things I've seen, but it's it's awesome. Okay. All right. No, but I think that's going to be who it is. He's awesome. All right. I, I think it'll be really fun to have him. So, so those are really the things this week that grab my attention as far well, as Well, and then AW and John Moxley, John Moxley getting a bunch of sticks jammed into his face. Well, but that that wasn't on in a No, that was New Japan. Was New yeah. Japan. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't. I mean, I think you know how I feel about Moxley. Like, I know there's, yeah. like, that's that stuff's not for me. I think there's a time and place for it, you know. But right. that stuff where right. it's just every time we get in the ring, and that's always the case when Moxley is doing the other promotions, where it's like, oh, Moxley's here. Let's be crazy violent. It's not for me, you know. Yeah. And, and I don't remember what. Yeah, I I don't like it. I I don't. I, but it just seems like everyone. This is like his. They're talking about like this oh, is this his. Is his, what's his dream? Oh yeah, this his, is his thing. He's he's in like his perfect situation, yeah. getting stabbed in the face. It's like I, to me, uh, it's yeah. I don't I don't get it. But I think but it's I gotta weird. be honest, as like it's just AEW in general. Like I know that was in New Japan, but outside of like the top level like stories that are like great. Like I love the MJF Cole stuff. I love the the elite Blackpool Combat Club, like actual story Jericho Callis, but like, there's like, I don't get a lot of the stuff they're doing. Like, I, I texted you a couple times. It's like, I why is Sting jumping off a ladder and hitting his face on a table? Why well, do I have thing, to have watch, why do I have to watch Dustin me. Rhodes? Dustin Rhodes, fifty four years old, cut, obviously bleeding, like, and just yep. bleeding all over the place. It just. I know the the people are saying like, oh well, they're making those decisions. Tony Khan lets them make those decisions. That's negligence to me. Sting is sixty five years old. He shouldn't be allowed to make that decision. He should be told you cannot do this. You know. The thing that bothers me about the Sting stuff is instead of enjoying the match, I spend the entire match hoping I'm not about to watch Sting die in the ring, and that to me is not enjoyable. You not know at all. Yeah. But that last one, the the and I saw a um I think it was Dutch Mantel or or one of these old guys who right. criticized AW. Right. He they posted a like a slowed down clip at where Darby and uh Aubrey 
were holding the wrong side of the ladder. Okay. You know how they hold the ladder? So they were holding the back. They were both holding the back of the ladder. And he was standing on the front. So when you're, you know, the front will still like sort of rock. So yeah. you can kind of see when he went to jump outside the, the yeah, he, lap- he, he came up kind of short. Oh my, he slammed his face on, um, who was he <laughs> jumping onto? I don't even remember who he was jumping onto, but he slammed it. I thought he was out. I was shocked he got back up. It was just gross. I, I don't need to see that. And yeah, it's like, I don't like it either. Why do I, I, don't need, I don't need a 65-year-old wrestling full-time anyways. I yeah. definitely don't need him jumping off a ladder. Yeah, it feels like, I mean, you've seen the movie The Wrestler, Mickey Rourke. Like, it yeah. feels like he's just trying to die in the ring. Yeah, I, 100%. I mean, I told, I said this a couple of weeks ago. AEW has an old issue. They have a lot of old guys still wrestling that we don't need to see. I yeah. just don't need to see these guys on a regular basis. Pete Lee or whoever, no, Will Hobbs. There's so many people in AEW that Will Hobbs could have fought in the Owen Hart tournament. Why does it have to be Dustin Rhodes? And why does Dustin Rhodes have to bleed all over the place? There's so many guys. I just don't get it. It's not necessary. Make him coach. Make him be a coach. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's, uh... Let's get to last night, yeah? Last night, mm-hmm. Tribal Court, Madison Square Garden. I loved SmackDown last night. That shit was awesome. Like I said, the only thing Amazing. better than it being 35, 40 minutes would have been if it took up the entire show. And it was great because think about this, man. Obviously, the one that everybody can remember the most is, and I think it was a buildup for SummerSlam, or ah, SummerSlam, was... Cena in the ring with Roman Reigns and Cena just annihilating him, just killing him. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you want to talk about sink or swim, like it, you know, that's what like Roman Reigns was sinking in that segment. And granted that's like six, seven, eight years ago, whatever it was, but man, fast forward to now. And you got Roman Reigns crying on cue in the ring like that's crazy yeah. crying on cue roman reigns yeah. unbelievable unbelievable so i mean he really has established himself he is an all-time great i loved him back then anyway i didn't hate all that shit the way everyone else did in the internet wrestling community i mean for my money this guy is always putting on banger matches. I love a Roman Reigns match. I love the slow build. I love how methodical it is. I love watching Roman Reigns, man. But this dude is all time. And to be able to cry on command 
And by the way, I had no idea when he was on his knees last night, he gives the lay to Jay. I had no idea where they were going. Like Me I, I, I literally like, said out loud to myself, "Where? What is happening?" I had <laughs> like, no I, idea what they yeah. were doing. And and he he tosses the gives up the lay, tosses the belt aside. That he was got, the part. That was the part. The belt. When he tossed the belt, I was like, "What is going?" No, for on? me, it was when he began to bend the knee. I was like, yeah. "What?" That that yeah. to me, like I gasped. But where? What are they doing? And then you got yeah. Paul Heyman in the background, who I mean has never been more unlikable. I mean, he is so sniveling. He's always crying. His lips are always trembling at anything it's, negative it's involving. unbelievable, though. And it's at the end so of the segment good. where you have Heyman yelling, I acknowledge you. I, I mean, he has never been more likable, unlikable, mm-hmm. Paul Heyman. He is yeah. impossible to stomach. And, and I, I had no idea where the segment was going, man. And the part that almost stands out the most to me is how is how evil like the thing that i'm taking maybe the most out of that segment last night is how evil solo sikoa is because he's holding up jay and it's you know it's like the scene in casino right where they make joe pesci watch them have you seen casino they make Mm -hmm. right they make joe pesci watch them beat his brother to death in the in the grave you're going to watch what we're going to do to your brother. And so Solo is doing that with Jay. You're going to watch what we do to him. But it's his brother, too. Yeah, it's that's his the, brother also. <laughs> that's been the main thing. And I get it. I understand that he's sent by the elders and he doesn't listen to anybody. And he's brainwashed by Roman. and the El- But, like, that's the one thing of all of the bloodline stuff that I'm still – I'm just like, what's – Well, I guess they're where, differentiating where? between the relationship between brothers and the relationship between twin brothers – and age difference, I think they, I think they're, they're, I think they're a lot older than Solo too, right? Like they uh, grew yes. up together, and Solo's a lot younger. Yes. Well, remember, uh, apparently Roman, when when Solo debuted and saved Roman at Clash of the Castle against Drew McIntyre, Roman said that at that point it was the first time he had seen Solo in like sixteen years, right? Because there's yeah. such a huge age gap in their family. That well, he doesn't really Solo's, have a relationship with Solo. Solo's 30, and the, the Usos are 37. It's not that huge. I mean, it's big. It's not that huge. Right, but he, he didn't have a relationship. They like right. no, Roman no, did yeah. not have a relationship with Solo growing up. Seven yeah. years and can Roman's be a lot for a sibling. Seven years is yeah. a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, and Roman's 38. So for a cousin, yeah. I, yeah, let's see. Like, like, what's, like, like, let's say they're 15, 16 years old. What kind of relationship are you going to have with an 8-year-old? No, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. For, no, it, it makes sense. Like, yeah, they Jimmy and Jay, they were, you know, high school. To, they were in high school and doing their own thing and yep. solos in whatever, probably elementary school at that point still. Yeah. yeah. But that to me is wild. Like, you're going to watch what we do to your brother. Oh, by the way, it's also your brother. <laughs> you know? Like, is, uh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's nuts. I mean, this this whole thing, I, I said it a couple weeks ago, I think. That I'm, I, I call – I'm. I was ready a couple weeks ago, and this just can, best storyline ever. And I, I look, there's a, a lot of a lot of people knock it and say Roman doesn't wrestle enough, or you know it's kind of a little it's a little repetitive, this and that. So what? It, it works, and it's incredible. It's compelling. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't see it that way. We the two of us have been watching wrestling basically our entire lives, and last night for a for a 
90 second I'll bet period the ratings were a monster last night. I'll bet it was a of monster. Of course. Of course. Like I went to dinner at like 6:30 last night and I didn't it wasn't going to be like a long dinner, but I was like, you know what? I don't normally rec- like I wasn't at my house. I was at my my mom's house. So I was like, you know what? Let me DVR just in case they like just in case we don't get back in time and they start the show with this cuz they usually bloodline ends the show. And they did both. It makes sense. It but but it makes sense why they open the show with it because they're like, you know what? This segment's gonna be long. Like, I think I don't know that that segment was supposed to be 35 minutes. It definitely was I, not supposed to be 35 minutes. But I, I would imagine they probably saw what was going on and were like, we just gotta go. We yeah. just gotta let this go. And that it, it was I would imagine it was probably one of the most watched segments. They, I mean, people were probably texting. Like I had texted my brother. I'm sure people were texting each other. Like, are you, are you watching wrestling? Right it's now? awesome. Like, yeah, it, it's it's one of those moments where um, they just continue to top themselves. And like I was saying, like us two guys who watched it our entire lives, there was what ninety seconds, two minutes there last night where genuinely we had. No clue what the fuck was going on. I was That's stunned it. when that, he bent that the means, knee. Stunned. That means that means that not only did they do their job, but they did an incredible job. Like we do a podcast every week. We we're, we're the type of guys who watch it and try to analyze what's going to happen next, and what, and we have no fucking clue what's going on. It doesn't get better than that. That is what it's wrestling supposed to be. There's people that are like, oh, the the matches. Then you don't understand what this is all about. Like what they are doing right now and what they've been doing is. The peak of what this. Yeah, if you don't, if you didn't love last night, wrestling's not for you. I mean, it's it's the it's the simplest way of putting it. Uh, That shit was so it was so good. And at the end of the night, we we all got exactly what we wanted. Where for the first time, you had Jay letting everybody know, "I want your titles," and he's for the first time ever holding up the belt. He's holding up the title, and you better accept because I'm going to beat your ass. I mean, and. Like that crowd in Detroit, man. I don't know if he's gonna win, mm. but that crowd is gonna. Be I know we're gonna talk about it. Him. I know we're gonna talk about it later, but he's not. It's gonna be hot as hell for him. That crowd. Oh, I, oh yeah, there they already are. Wait, I mean, man. They're the biggest. Like, they're the biggest baby faces. I mean, you got Cody, massive baby face, and then the Usos, biggest baby face. Rollins, Rollins, Rollins. I mean, the the song, right? I mean, you know, just because. Well, of the but song. how about they were all singing have... the Uso song the whole way down? Huh. I know. No, no, they're massive. I mean, it doesn't get bigger than where they're at right now. Major but, stars. But um, I mean, look, not that they won't pull the trigger here, but there was not, there was nobody bigger in the on the planet than Sami Zayn when he was up against Roman Reigns. They didn't pull the trigger. There was nobody bigger than Cody Rhodes on the planet when he went up against Roman Reigns, and they didn't pull the trigger. And now there's nobody bigger than Jey Uso on the planet. I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't know. I don't know. So finally, last night after, and I think we talked about this last week while we haven't seen Grayson Waller in the ring yet. We got Grayson Waller in the ring last night, which I, I know you love Grayson Waller. If they're going to have his first match, not just against Edge, but in Madison Square Garden, I mean, that right there tells you exactly what they think about him. That, and that have, was and to have game. Edge, and to have Edge grab the mic afterwards yep. and put him over. Yep, you got, you got, the, you got the big rub from Edge after the match. The match was fantastic. I mean, and you knew going into the match, like, look, Edge is winning this match. 
but th- they're going to make Grayson Waller look great while doing it. And he did. I thought he looked great. I thought it was really cool the beginning of the match where, and, and I'd forgotten about it until he, and then when he mentioned it, I totally remembered. Edge had debuted, like we're talking 25 years ago. Edge had yeah. debuted, and then you were wondering who Sable's mystery partner was going to be against Mark Miro and 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 Jacqueline. And, and her mystery partner, I didn't know her. I mean, storyline, it made no sense. It was... It, but it was right. Edge, and he's coming through the crowd. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. It was cool that he mentioned that he was partners with Sable. When the hell's the last time Sable was mentioned on WWE television? So that was pretty cool. And, and, and then I remember, you know, oh, yeah, I totally remember when he debuted and he was Sable's mystery partner. And, and it was also cool where I don't know when the last time you've been to Madison Square Garden was, but. I went man, to the house show there. Few months ago. Oh, that's right. Had you ever been to Madison Square Garden before the renovations, like where Edge was talking about? And right there, right there was where I came through WrestleMania because you had. When the, were the renovations? The, like you had the opening there. Uh, the reno- maybe like a dozen years ago, probably. Um. Yeah. No. Then probably not. I mean, I, the first time I ever went was when I worked for the Washington Mist. Well, maybe the Washington Mystics in two thousand eleven. I, Madison, look, it's still Madison Square Garden. I've been there a lot and I've been there recently, but it had a different feel to it before the renovations. You know, now when you're inside, it looks more like every other arena. It had that cool feel to it before where you got the tunnel right there in the middle. So you got the very short entrance way for WrestleMania all those years for SummerSlam when they had Highway to Hell. Uh, But overall, just anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is, it was cool with Edge bringing up that yeah, kind of shit. Sure. It was look, it was a great match with Waller and Edge. I got some ideas for Waller coming up at SummerSlam. I know we'll get to that. You got anything to add about that? Well, I was going to ask you. I don't know if you want to like talk about this in the in our SummerSlam conversation, but you, you, are you still on the Waller Cena thing? I think so. I think it, they pretty much came out and said that was like a one off, but maybe they're just throwing us off the scent uh, I don't know. a little bit. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Right. Uh, but, but that match was great. Love the yep. finish. Thought the finish yeah, was really cool. Sure. And Edge, mean mug in the camera, like, yo, I still got this shit. I thought it was a very cool finish. Really good yeah, showing for both good. guys. I uh, I love the money in the bank threat. So glad EO didn't cash in. But yeah, like, I don't want to look, I don't want to do this every week. All right. But I like that you gave me a little bit of a threat last night. It looked like EO was about to do it. I loved Bailey with the double team with her, so they're clearly still on the same page. Although I think it could end with her, uh, you know, getting screwed, and you know that's when uh, right. uh, she turns on Bailey or what have you. But this is what I was hoping for, where she's going to be trace chasing Oscar with that briefcase, and then you also added in Charlotte and Bianca, or as uh, as as Wade Barrett calls her Bianca, and <laughs> and, and you got a very. You got Bianca Belair, and you got a uh, you got a very messy situation. So, I loved EO trying to cash in there. I thought that was fun, and and I and I I like I like when Oscar's music hits, and I I always dig when you have certain wrestlers. Charlotte's one of them. Cody Rhodes is one of them. Roman's one of them. Where they have different gear when they're wrestling, and when they're just coming out to talk, you mm-hmm. know. Cody comes yep. out in a suit. 
Yep. Charlotte usually Charlotte comes out in something glamour, you know, whatever that was, whatever she was wearing last night. Right. She comes out in something glamorous. You know, Roman comes out with the hair and the bun. And yeah. and and, and Oscar comes out without the face paint. Like yeah. I I love I, I really and in, like and in like suit pants and, and a heels. blouse. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I, I really dig that. Is so, Oscar a face or a heel? I still not really sure. Yeah, right she's a heel. She's a heel whoever she loves. Yeah. yeah, got it. Okay. And also, Bianca. Bianca is, Bianca is sort of like a heel. She's like a heel now, right? She's trending in that direction. Yeah. Right. Okay. She's right. trending in that direction, and 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 otherwise from WWE, from like the only thing that stood out to me from Monday Night Raw was, um, Brock returned. You know, Brock returned yeah. to the beginning of the show. You got a nice little battle between Brock and Cody. We're clearly getting that at SummerSlam. So it's funny, man. Like, like <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Who lives in? Uh, he lives in Canada, I think. Right? Doesn't he live in Canada? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the uh, like midwestern part of Canada. They just call Brock. They're like, "Hey, we need you on the show this week. It's going to be for two minutes. <laughs> Get on a plane." You know, like a, that's the gig. And he, and he gets a whole lot of money for those two minutes. I'll two minutes. You, Fly on over here for two minutes. That's Wasn't all we need. Weird? Am I? I can't be the only one who thought it was weird. That Cody came out at the beginning of the show, fully dressed like in his wrestling gear, like right. he was going to wrestle. Right. Brock comes out. They do the thing with Brock, and then an hour later, he comes out and does an interview in a full suit, as if he almost as if he didn't like just have this fight with Brock. It was yeah. Very why? Yeah. Why was he in his wrestling gear to begin with? Well, because he was going to have this spot with Brock. No, he, but, but he, he didn't, didn't he know that. He interrupted Rollins, didn't he? Cody interrupted Rollins. Right. So maybe he was going to challenge Rollins. And, inter- and then Brock came and interrupted Cody. Right. But I'm saying Cody was maybe he was in his uh, gear because he was going to challenge Rollins. He challenged maybe. Rollins at the start of Monday Night Raw. Like he's not, he's not getting a title shot at the beginning of Monday Night Raw. Hey, Rollins is the fighting champion. That's, <laughs> that's Rollins' thing. But it was very strange. No, you're right. Me, Why was he in his gear? You're right. Well, it's not even just that he was in his gear. It's fine that he was in his... I mean, I guess it's okay that he was in his gear, but it was weird because then there was just like this two-minute interview with what that he introduced the crowd to this announcer lady um, like in the middle of the show, and he's like fully dressed like he just took a shower, like he didn't just get in a fight with Brock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very... It was all... It was strange, but... Um, Tell you yeah. what, I wouldn't mind revisiting Cody and Seth Rollins at some point. I like well, it now that Seth Rollins a baby face. I wouldn't mind revisiting that. Yeah, no, I think that's um, that seems like something that they'll they'll head towards too. Um, but uh, I will say, I, I I don't remember where I saw it, but I remember. I think it was um, after Money in the Bank at the press conference. They asked Cody about potentially going after the world heavyweight title wrong yeah title. he said it doesn't said, mean as much to him that wouldn't that wouldn't finish the story and it's true he's right yeah so that's interesting why is that because dusty had that belt no it's because he needs the wwe championship right because he needs the belt that dusty never got yeah that's the story right that's finishing the story yeah and because the wwe championship is always going to be bigger than the world championship well, but also, isn't the world championship yeah. the lineage of that? Is the big gold belt that came over from yes. WCW? Technically, yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. look at it however right. you want. But yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the same thing. Right, right. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he yeah. needs the belt that is from that promotion. Right, right. That's what. I mean. Yeah, 
That's what it's about. The universal Uh, title. He needs the universal title. Call whatever you want. You know, he needs the one for that promotion. The one Mm -hmm. that has the WWE name on it. Mm -hmm. You know? So, anyway. Uh, Hey, one of the things I was really looking forward to with last night's show, obviously Tribal Court, but I was also looking forward to that Madison Square Garden pop for LA Knight, which we never got. He wasn't he got on, it on social media. Got it on social media. What happened on social media? There was a dark segment with him before and or Hit after. Row. Before or after? I, they didn't oh, say. If it's, if it's Hit Row, it had to be before. You're not getting people yeah. to stick around for Hit Row. I don't care if LA yeah. Knight's in it. Yeah. So it was, um, Hit Row came out, and they were running down the Knicks, and they were like, this ring is the only <laughs> ring the Knicks are ever going to win uh, or, or ever going to have or whatever. And then LA Knight came out and just beat the shit out of him. He just came out. This is the only time a ring is ever going to be where the Knicks yeah, play. <laughs> this is like the that. only ring the Knicks will ever get or uh-huh. something like that. That was uh, Top Dollar. And then uh, he sucks. I can't stand. He yeah, the crowd was obviously uh, does not like him. And then LA Knight came out and just beat the shit out of him. And the crowd and loved gra- it. Crowd loved it. Grabbed the mic and goes, Madison Square Garden, I'm going to keep it short for you. Tell them whose game it is. And then they all went LA night. Yeah. And then he dropped the mic and he left. Good. That's all we wanted. We like yeah. just, I want, I want the pop, you know, I I've seen a, Kevin Nash. I don't know if you're going to do this in big dirt, not big dirt. Kevin Nash though. He, he oh, burying him. No, I didn't. Okay. I he commented video. earlier in the week, Kevin Nash about him being a, a ripoff of stone cold and the rock. And number one, uh, obviously I could look, he sounds a lot like The Rock. He's got his own version of the people's elbow. But here's the And also thing. his finisher is very close to the stunner. Yeah. Very close. Here's the thing, though. Uh, and, and I think, like, it, it feels like yesterday to Kevin Nash. That shit was 25 years ago. All right? There's a lot of people watching it who didn't experience Stone Cold and The Rock. Right. That was a really really long you know what it had been like it had been like if during the attitude era if you had a wrestler who was doing something that another wrestler was doing in the early 70s like that's forever ago or i mean it's like you know it's it's almost as if the biggest wrestler in the history of the business didn't completely steal his gimmick from superstar billy graham i I don't know right you know like it's like this is the this is entertainment people this is business entertainment People take great ideas and make it their own and then make, tweak it and then it becomes bigger. I mean, and I'm not saying that's what LA Knight did, but it's like, this is wrestling. I mean, gimmicks get repeated. Everyone is influenced by, you know, others from their past. And it's funny because in music, you know, there's a band called Greta Van Fleet, who I really like. And yeah. they sound a lot like Led Zeppelin. And so, and I'll, Led Zeppelin, I think, is the all-time greatest band. And... They get criticism for for sounding like Led Zeppelin. And I'm like, you know what? I wish more bands sounded like Led Zeppelin. I think we'd all be better off. And it's and it's like this too, where okay, if LA Knight is ripping off Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, you know what? I wish more people out there were ripping off Stone Cold and The Rock. I wish we got yeah. more of that today. Well, so I, don't, well, I don't get the criticism. Well, also, first of all, like I get it like Kevin Nash probably doesn't watch other interviews. He probably doesn't watch podcasts or listen to this shit or, or like LA Knight has been explaining this for years. Like he's been taught your, your, your guy, Chris Van Vliet has interviewed him numerous times 
he has reposted clips from years ago where it's like, you sound like The Rock and Stone Cold. And he's like, yeah, it would be one thing. You could say I was stealing it if this isn't how I talked in real life. This is my voice. Hmm. This is my voice. And then the other thing, at Money in the Bank in London, Ariel Hawani was there covering it for BT Sport. And he straight up said to him, what do you have to say like about the haters who say that you – you know, you stole this gimmick and you're stealing their gimmick and they hate on you for sounding like these guys. He was like, when I was growing up, when I was in high school, Stone Cold and The Rock were the two biggest stars on the planet. And I was obsessed with wrestling. I watched wrestling every day. I went home. I watched the, the VHSs, the DVDs. I watched every single thing. And I was young and I was growing up. And on some level, the way I talk now was probably influenced by them. But that's my real life voice. Like in real life, I was probably just talking to my friends like The Rock and Stone Cold because they influenced me so much when I was yeah. that age that now I just sound like them. It's not stealing their gimmick. I yeah. just talk like them. It's my voice. So, you know, it's, you know, these, a lot of, I love that all these wrestlers are making money post career doing podcasts and stuff, but there are many of them who just sound old and bitter. But like I, I, just, I really think part of it is that, it doesn't feel like 25 years ago to Kevin Nash. It was right. a quarter century ago. There yeah. are so many viewers who never saw it. Right. You or know? only know, or they know the rock as the biggest star in Hollywood. Yeah. Right. Like they don't, they don't know. They don't know nation of domination. They don't know rock. about the people's eyebrow. You know, they don't know all of that. the pie eaten jabroni beaten. Yeah. They don't know that guy. Yep. They know Young Rock. They know the tele the, the recently canceled Young Rock. Right. They don't know they don't know the uh attitude era rock. I want to ask you about Logan Paul. Okay. So this got a lot of attention on his what's it called? Uh uh Impulsive. Impulsive. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And on his podcast, he's going over his performance at Money in the Bank with his buddies who are probably not very well versed in the world of pro wrestling. And he's essentially like, there's no kayfabe involved here, right? He is he's telling you about spots they talked about beforehand, what's going on during the match, and specifically, he's talking about the almost botched spot with Ricochet, which turned out to be, like, an amazing, scary spot with Ricochet. And he's talking about how it all went down. And it's super insightful, and I always love hearing about that kind of stuff. But there, there are people in the internet wrestling community who didn't like it because they don't necessarily like when you're totally breaking kayfabe and talking about that kind of stuff. And on top of it, it's an outsider who's kind of opening the, you know, letting you behind the curtain. You got a problem with any of that? Can I ask you, can I flip it and ask you first? Do you have a problem with it? I don't have a problem with it because he's doing it totally away from i think there's a way to do it he's doing it to he's not a pro wrestler and he's doing it on a show that is not about pro wrestling and he's doing it for an audience that is not about pro wrestling and he's doing it in an extremely respectful manner see that's the part with me that is is important to me as a fan about this kind of stuff i think i told you this when when i hosted busted open the one time on sirius xm fight nation and I filled in one time and I hosted with Tommy Dreamer where my entire MO doing that show was, I just want to make sure that I'm as respectful as possible. 
That was my biggest thing going in. And so I find Logan Paul to be uh, talking about it and everything about the way Logan Paul has carried himself and his performances in WWE has been with nothing but respect. So that part of it, like, so I'm totally good with it as opposed to the, the stuff that's bothered me was when Ronda Rousey it pulled her bullshit a few years ago where she's, you know, she's breaking kayfabe and also kind of burying the business where yeah. this is fake. This like that shit I don't like, you know, so yeah. I'm totally cool with what Logan Paul was doing there. Totally. I and I think it's really interesting. By the way, have you, I haven't seen like, have you seen anybody in the business who's been mad about this? This is just fans, right? This is the internet wrestling fans yeah. that are, I think so. all right. That yeah, are taking guys. it a little bit too seriously. Probably. Yeah. Like right? guys, let's chill the fuck out. It's not even your business. Like I get it. You love it. We love it too, but it's like, who gives a shit? We listen to wrestling podcasts all day. All we ever talk about is like me and you, like we talked about the spot. We broke down what happened in the spot. We're talking about how it's planned and scripted and they messed up and they botched it. Why can't he talk about it? Like, Get the fuck over it. And also, have we considered? Have we considered that they told him to talk about the spot on his podcast like that because they're building this thing with him and Ricochet? They had a segment at Raw, a backstage segment where he called Ricochet unprofessional. This Monday on Raw, they're having a confrontation in the ring. Is it possible that this is getting some serious shine, man? Finally, right? Right, but is it possible that this all is tied into a feud that he's having with Ricochet? possibly so everyone just relax is it possible that all the people that are mad about logan paul not being kayfabe and exposing the business they're all just getting worked by the business who told him to just be himself because what does logan paul do best go viral say things and do things are are they working themselves into a shoot i guess so it's what it's i think they're working themselves into a shoot Working yourself just, into a shoot, brother. Just, just everyone, just relax. I mean, man, Logan Paul has been nothing but a positive for the wrestling industry Very since positive. he's been part of it. He Very and positive. he's going to continue to be. And I'll tell you what, if they're really going to do Logan Paul and Ricochet like a like a real storyline and a feud and maybe lead to SummerSlam, then people should be even happier. Because, like you said, when was the last time Ricochet had did anything relevant? Like really relevant other than nothing, nothing being in big matches for big spots, right? Yeah. That's what he's there for. Ladder matches, Royal Rumble, like he's there for the big spot. He hasn't had a big important What's the last thing. singles pay-per-view match Ricochet had? Has he had one? I don't and this one, know. by the way, is going to be on SummerSlam. Right. Well, I have thoughts on that too, but we'll talk about that in SummerSlam. I will. Um but but if that's the case, everyone should just thank Logan Paul. What your favorite wrestler is getting potentially a massive platform and probably the biggest biggest match of his career yep i mean at SummerSlam because logan paul is there and because logan paul is so damn good at what he does and it's in a stadium yeah so yeah everybody just relax i want to i want to get SummerSlam here all right i want to go over what we know is on the card and what we think is going to be on the card as we're like four or five weeks out of SummerSlam. so let's do a little bit of what we know Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know. Well, I don't know if it's that we know, but we're getting for That's the world. Pretty sh- we're pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. For the world championship, we're we're gonna we're gonna get Seth Rollins, Finn Balor again. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I it, it looks that way. That I, that one is one I'm not totally positive about because I could also see. 
I'm, I'm trying to and, go by the belts. Like that's how I'm trying to kind of. Right. That, that makes the most sense. It seems like that's where we're headed, but it, it, I could, I don't know. I guess they don't have a Who lot else of time. Would it be to, if it's not Finn Balor? Yeah, I don't think they have a ton of time to introduce a new person for that, for that belt. So probably yes. For, Which means Priest doesn't have a, a match. and he's I, I think he does have a match. We'll get to that. I think he does have a match. Uh, okay. For the the undisputed WWE Universal title, we're getting Roman versus Jay, 100%, which is going to be freaking awesome. All right. Yeah, That's going to be fantastic. First Roman's first singles match, what, since Bania? Yeah. Yep. Sorry? Yep. And for the Intercontinental Championship, what do we got going on there? So you got Gunther, Gunther uh, and Drew, Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's going to be locked in real soon. And I'm just gonna and I'm gonna say this: if Gunther does not retain that title, we riot. This can't be the end. They can't. It can't be. Can't be. Well, it's too good. It's going under the radar. How is good Gunther it is. on Raw or SmackDown? He's on Raw, right? He's on Raw. I mean, yeah. I could see. Look, Drew McIntyre recently released a statement. Talking about his absence, I'm sorry, but that stuff doesn't matter anymore. What matters is the present, and I'm here, and we're good to go. And I'm still chasing that big moment in front of a crowd that I didn't get before. He could be referencing winning. I mean, granted, it's the Intercontinental title. It's not a world championship. But winning the Intercontinental title in front of a huge crowd, and what happens then is it's finally time to push Gunther into the main title, and maybe he's next up for Rollins. Like... When Gunther loses the Intercontinental title, it's going to be because they're going to elevate him. He could be of course, next for Rollins. Of course. Uh, yes, I agree. I just... He could be next for Rollins. I, I would be fine with him being next for Rollins. Just not if it's Drew. I just, they're just like, why? What does it do for the... Like, the Intercontinental title, this is the best... The I don't think it's about title. the Intercontinental title. I think it's about just moving Gunther up. I know, but... remember. Remember what we were talking about with MJF and the and belts, right? Mm-hmm. The guys make the belt in the Intercontinental title. There was such a long time where we were like, why do we even have this belt anymore? Mm-hmm. It's a waste. And now Gunther's having this incredible run. He is clearly a top five, ten guy in the company. I mean, he is unbelievable at everything he does. And he's just going to lose the title. And then the title's going to become irrelevant again. Speaking he's of the title, around talking, speaking of title being know? irrelevant again, uh, whoever Austin Theory is going to face at SummerSlam, he's going to lose the belt, right? Yeah, I mean, I so I it, thought he was going to lose last night. Yeah, it's pop. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that seemed that way. Here's, I, I think, look, if it's really Logan Paul and Ricochet, if that's really what they're doing at SummerSlam, it definitely is. Yes. Well, yeah, well, then it's yeah, do LA Knight Austin Theory, right? That's one place you can go, and that would be awesome. Like that's a, yeah. that's a good way to continue to build LA Knight, make him US champion. You're going to get a huge pop, like the pop that you wanted for money in the bank, you would get for him winning the US title, you know, yeah. that that's that's an option right there. I was thinking though, and based off of calling back to the final spot and money in the bank, my original thought was I think we can get Damian Priest versus LA Knight SummerSlam. Really? How? That's what I was thinking. Now they're on different shows. So that's, right. that makes it tough. But who's Dam- Damian Priest has to fight someone. He's clearly not a necessarily. Right he now. can just tease, tease the, tease the cash in. He has got the, he's got the briefcase. He doesn't have, to, that's the whole point of the briefcase. You don't have to fight anybody. 
Yeah, but it, like, so so are we guessing he's going to cash in sometime soon? But the, I think this speaks to a, a whole other thing with the Judgment Day. What are they doing with like Judgment Day? There's nothing going on with Judgment. I mean, Finn's going to fight. Damian Priest has the. They all seem to have things going on. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like there's much going on, right? It's just like, like Rhea has literally nothing going on. Damian Priest has well, we we eventually will have the briefcase. I don't think we. I'm pretty sure we think Finn is not going to beat Seth Rollins. Um, and then Dom's just you know, Rhea's I, Dom. I don't, you know. I don't. I'm not 100 sure about that, man. Like, you think Finn could beat him? Because then that advances the Judgment Day storyline. Yep. Like the move is for Finn to beat him. I love Seth Rollins. I think Finn deserves it. I think Finn. But it's not is, even about do, Finn. It's has, about Damian Priest. Yeah. That's yes. why Finn can win. Yeah. That's what I'm story. saying. But Finn wins. Damian turns on him. Finn goes on and does his uh his it's just a his constant that I've been waiting for. It's constant paranoia, and and like yeah. they're supposed to be together. You know, like yeah. that's a good story, man. I don't know. Yep. But I don't know that Damian Priest needs a match on the card to do that necessarily. I mean, what's Dom going to do on the card? Maybe they're going to do something together. I don't know. Maybe a tag match. Yeah, but I, Dom I, like, doesn't have to do anything. He could just be in Rhea's corner, which leads to like, so Rhea beat Natalia this week. Are, are you sh- Dom can be in Rhea's corner? Are you sure? Is that allowed? I think Rhea has to be in Dom's corner. Well, so who Rhea has to defend her title at SummerSlam. So yeah. who on Raw could be in line to fight her? I always have trouble Raquel. keeping track. Raquel. Even while she is holding one of the tag belts. It could be Raquel. Well, there's the new number one contenders for those belts, and they're the ones who should have the belts. Which is who? Sonya and Chelsea. Oh, right, right, right. So they would have to win it before SummerSlam then. Yeah. So just, I could see just it. Playing, Why not? I could see it too, but we're just playing hot potato with the women's tag belts, right? Well, I think what you do, what you could do, is you put the belts on Chelsea Green and Rhea, um, by the way, I'm obsessed now. I mean, Chelsea with Green Sam- and Chelsea Sonya. Green and Sonya. By the way, I'm obsessed now with Samantha Irvin announcing. You noticed Chelsea it Green. now, right? Oh, After course. I told you about it, you notice it now. Of course, yeah. I'm obsessed yeah. with it now. Yeah. Um, you put the belts on them. You have um, Raquel and Rhea. Rhea's going to win, and then that leads you back to Rhea versus Liv. Yeah. Now I, I think Rhea versus Raquel's got some legs to it. I think it's it more does. than one off. Uh, yeah, but I think the people want Liv. I think and Liv and Rhea have that, you know, they have the yeah. the the past, right? Okay, so Rhea and Raquel, we could both see happening yeah. there. We know we're getting there's literally I just don't think who else is on the raw wa- Ross. There's nobody. There's right. literally nobody in the women's. Well, I'll ra- tell like, you who there's going to be real happening soon. Happening on SmackDown. Well, real I mean, soon. other than Trish, I'm not uh Trish. Uh yeah, so Trish and Becky. Well, that's it's gonna be Trish and Becky, no? Again? We're gonna, or is get... it gonna be Zoe Stark. No, I think we got to get Becky and Trish to end the feud. Like, yeah. that needs to be the payout there. I think we're going to get that at SummerSlam. I think we're we're obviously getting Ronda and Shayna Baszler. And then Shayna Baszler can finally be someone who challenges for a big belt. Um, yes. Ronda's leaving, by the way. That yeah. Is the- like, it's whatever. I, I, I'm going to wind up finding Ronda's run to be incredibly disappointing. Like no, no, Ronda's no. gonna wind up leaving, and we don't get the payoff of Ronda and Becky. Like we never got it, you know. Yeah. Well, the other rumor, non—I mean, it, it relates to WWE, um, but not really. It only relates in the sense that Ronda's leaving. 
we are 10 months away from UFC 300. There's some speculation. And you're buying into that? I'm not. That she, Well, both women's titles in the divisions that she could potentially fight in are vacant because Amanda Nunes just uh, retired. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not buying it. I wouldn't be over. I wouldn't. Look, that is what UFC, that is their, I mean, they are going to need something massive for UFC 300. They're going to need something. So, I, it, it's it's either her or Connor. And it could be Connor. Or it's and Elon Connor, Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I buy Ronda before I buy that. Um, I just, but, what, yeah, no, what, about Ron, what about Ronda's personality that we have seen would tell you she's going to be okay with going back to UFC and losing again. She's the biggest sore loser out there. I yeah, don't but see she, it yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but I don't yeah, I don't think that she if, if she's going to go back, I don't think she thinks she's going to lose. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't think should, she just assumes she's going to pull her side and have a conversation. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh we're getting Logan Paul and Ricochet. That's awesome. All right. I still am hold Here's what I'm holding out hope for on that. We get the Logan Paul Ricochet confrontation on Raw this week. LA Knight music hits and we get LA Knight Logan Paul. That's the money. The money is Logan Paul LA Knight at SummerSlam. That's the biggest match We're other than Jay. It. That's the biggest match that they can do other than Jay and Roman. That is the biggest match. I don't think most people agree with you. I think they want to see the super spot fest between Logan Paul and Ricochet. It's not necessary. It'll be fun. It's not necessary. So you want, to put it, you want to make LA Knight the biggest star on the roster like he already is? You you have him beat Logan Paul. Who else can he fight on SummerSlam if it's not Logan Paul? Because you got to have LA Knight. Yeah, on. yeah. I mean, theory. Yeah, theory. Okay, so we're settling on Austin Theory versus LA Knight. I think that'd be fun. I guess. I, I guess. I just right now, I don't know who else there is, but we'll see. Because now, based on the way they brought him out to confront um, Top Dollar and those guys, they're obviously saying, all right, he's a face now. Mm hmm. So we'll see. I guess there's uh, opportunities there. A couple weeks ago, you had Charlotte challenge Oscar for the title. Bianca interfered. It, that was uh, in London. This week, you have Bianca versus Oscar. Charlotte is going to interfere, and we're going to get triple threat for the SmackDown title at SummerSlam. Yep. We could all agree on that. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, tag team championship. Do we have a we got to find a place for these two on, on SummerSlam part. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm just saying, maybe not. I, I, that's the only thing. It's like, that's the one out of all of these. Them and Edge are the two that I just can't figure out what happens at SummerSlam. Well, I okay, so Grayson Waller and Cena, like, I thought, I we, were get, I thought we were getting that. No. It might be Grayson Waller and Edge. Again? Why not? Why can't Grayson Waller come out next week and be like, I don't, um, I don't need you to tell me I swim. I swim. I know, I, you know, and then they do it like a thing. And then he begins attacking Edge for a couple of weeks yeah. and Edge agrees to fight him again. Okay. Yeah. I, I could see that. I, I just, I don't think Cena's fighting. I mean, it could. I, I don't, I don't necessarily, it could happen. Um, but I just don't know what else you do with Edge. All right. What, what do we do though with Kevin Owens and Sammy? They have to be on the card. Maybe a blind eliminator tag team tournament. I, I don't know. There's I just uh, now Kevin Owens recently said Dom and Damian Priest. 
pretty deadly. They just beat him. I know. I don't know. There's just, there's nothing. There's Imperium again. I don't know. Like, I was trying to, th- I just, I don't have anything. I have nothing. I think we gave it's like six or seven matches. Team. I think we gave like six or seven matches. So we're probably not very far off. Look, Roman versus Jay, Cody versus Brock, Trish versus Becky, women's triple threat, Gunther versus Drew, Rousey, Ronda versus Shayna. Mm-hmm. Um, Rollins yeah. and Finn probably. Uh, Rhea Ricochet, and Logan Paul. Ricochet and Logan Paul, probably. Um, and then, and then I guess Rhea and That's Raquel. nine. That's nine. Like, that's yeah. the card. And then LA Knight has to do something. That's ten. Theory has to do something. I mean, that, um, that's the card then. That's ta- and then the matches. tag, no tag titles. But they could do like what they did this, you know, now that it's on Saturday, they sort of started combining Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Yeah. So they could do what they did for Money in the Bank and have some of these big matches on Friday. I do like that. That's yeah, fine. It's good for the crowd. Detroit then gets to. Well, it's good for the, it's good for the, in. well, it's good for the viewer too at home. I can't right. go to the show. Give me a great, great, you know, show the night before also, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's it, man. You got yeah. uh, you got Big Dirt, not Big Dirt for this week. What do you got going on, man? Yeah, I got a couple things. So you mentioned Survivor Series got announced. Um, no word yet on War Games because remember last year was War yeah. Games, and we thought we assumed like going forward it'll be War Games. No word on that, but the rumor is that NXT will be involved this year. Sort of the implication being that there will be maybe maybe a three way Survivor Series type of thing, NXT, Raw, SmackDown type of deal. So big I'm dirt, going big, big dirt. dirt. Yeah, I think that's fun. I'm going big dirt. It's something different. I mean, I know they kind of did that like five or six years ago, whatever it was. I thought it was pretty successful. I'm into it. I'll go big dirt. Um, Jade Cargill has been gone from AEW since yeah. she lost her title. Yep. She tweeted like recently. She put out a tweet. She was at some event and she said, "I'm enjoying my time away from the wrestling bubble." Yeah. And then Meltzer reported this week that there's no timetable for her to come back. Like they just don't know. Like. She Maybe it doesn't come back. I don't know. Big dirt, not big dirt. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going not big dirt. I love Jade Cargill, but she's eventually coming back. All right, like this kind of stuff just builds to the whole return when she finally does. Oh shit, Jade Cargill's back. Now that doesn't mean it's happening anytime soon. It'll be six months from now, you know. But she's gonna return, you know. So I'm yeah. I'm going not big dirt. All right. Um. Baron Corbin's been on NXT for a little bit. He had a vignette last week where he burned all of his old gear. He's done, he burned it all down, starting from the beginning. But the, they're saying he's he's NXT now. Like he's like he's a regular. He's going to be in NXT, and that we might start seeing more and more uh, people come back down and become just regulars like him and like the way Ali is now too. Dana Brooke also. So, yeah, but she has gone. She was in the tag team. Uh, That's true. turmoil match. That's so true. she, I think, seems like she's bouncing That's back true. and forth. Um, but yeah, so big dirt, not big dirt. Corbin's a regular, and we might get some more. I'm going not big dirt. That doesn't really do anything for me. Okay. I mean, unless Corbin okay. comes back out wearing the shirt with the mustard stain on it, nah, doesn't really do anything. That's my my favorite. Um, all right, last one. Uh, and I only put this in because I know how much you love these stories about this guy. I know how much you love it. Oh God. We had uh, NXT Underground this past week. Gable Stevenson, oh. the most in-ring action we've seen from the guy. Yeah, he did a he did a bunch of suplexes. Yeah, so you know that means he's great. He's going on a break already, taking a break. 
Got him. Taking a break from WWE. He's getting ready for the UWW World Wrestling Championships. Like real, like you know, Greco Roman wrestling, like what he does. Because you know, once you win a gold medal in the Olympics, that's not enough. You need to do the random World Championships too. So Gable Stevenson, we barely knew you. He's going on break again. I'm going not big dirt. I am. I am out on until somehow something changes my mind. I am out on everything Gable Stevenson. It doesn't even have anything to do with rape allegations. All right, putting that aside. Right. I just, yeah. I'm not buying it, man. I've been hearing about this guy for years. Uh, and and when we saw him, you know, tossing around dudes on NXT ground last week, I was even more turned off. I, I, think, it's, I, I think it's super robotic. I think that it's, yeah. I, I think he's, it just feels forced to me. And it reminded me, like, he did the, the first German suplex he did, and he's, like, flexing and celebrating and going nuts. Like, hey, hey, man, it ain't that big a deal. Like, you, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of how weird Parker Boudreaux looked when he finally started to mix it up in AEW, and he was throwing those punches, and he was, like, yelling after every punch. It was, like, it was weird. And and I felt that way watching Gable Stevenson too, like, is that you're, like every German you do? Like you're you're flexing and freaking. It ain't that big a deal, man. I just I feel it's super forced. I feel like there's probably not a lot of lot of uh, personality there, which is why it comes off as forced. It seems very predetermined, not in the moment. So I I'm out on Gable Stevenson, man. This is not. I don't need to see him. Yeah. yeah. WWE's been clamoring for the next big guy from the wrestling like like amateur wrestling world for so long. Yeah, eventually you're gonna realize Brock Lesnar is a unicorn. Well, but he's also he's on the roster. He's been on the roster for a long time. His name's Chad. His name's Chad oh. Gable. <laughs> I mean, he's an Olympic wrestler, and he's also incredibly talented and great on the mic. Just put him where he needs to be. Put him they where pick, he needs they to picked be. up Stop. a win on Raw this week. I know they're doing great stuff. They're still incredible. They're still incredible. Yeah. All right, good job, Joey. Thanks, man. Fun episode today. Tell all your your fans that you'll miss them, and you'll talk to them next week. See you guys next week. Big collision tonight. CM Punk, Samoa Joe, oh. and uh, Bullet Club Gold versus FTR for the tag titles on Collision tonight. Collision's a good show, huh? I like Collision better than Diamond. I mean, no one's watching. It's because it's, it's because the announcers. That's the only reason. No one's watching Collision. Better get some more no. viewers. Somebody's gonna cancel no. it. No, but it's a, but I like it. It's a it's a much yeah. more pleasant viewing experience. Than Good job, Joey. Thanks, everyone. Again, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that fun stuff. We'll talk to you next week on another episode of It's Still Real. There are more identity threats than you realize. Even if you monitor your credit, only a little personal info needs to leak out. Like your social security number or password. Or you to become a victim. LifeLock alerts you to threats you could miss. If your identity is stolen, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year. Go to LifeLock.com aware.